The following podcast by Tom Mabe contains hilarious content. You should not drive or operate heavy machinery while listening. One, two, rock a hair world. You know you got to put up a fight. Hair world, you're on my little jungle tonight. Hair world, keep bringing it the rest of your life. You got to put up a fight. You got to put up a fight. Hair world, you know you got to put up a fight. Hair world, you're on my little jungle tonight. Hair world, you're running for the rest of your life. You got to put up a fight. You got to put up a fight. Boom, boom, there's a battle going. Podcasters, Tom May, prank it up. How are you? I, uh, I I'm excited. We leave tomorrow for our vacation. Excited going out to the Gulf Shores of Alabama, the Redneck Riviera. We uh, have a condo down there that uh, that uh, we stay in. It's uh, right on the ocean, and uh, every day we leave and we decide. Okay, well, the biggest decision is do we go to the pool first or to the ocean first? And uh, the weather's supposed to be pretty nice, so we're excited about that. And uh, every night, man, we go out to eat, and we eat seafood, some of the best seafoods in the world. Uh, Gulf Shores. Okay, before I get started, I want to do a little something, a little something, something. i got to remind myself, being a creative guy, uh, and a lot of you guys out there probably deal with this, a tad paranoid, worried about pleasing people and clients and stuff like that. And I got to remind myself, that, and, and you guys got to do this too. Know that you don't know, because you know I'll create an argument. Uh, argue, sorry, I will create an argument in my head with someone or a, how it's going to play out. And oh my gosh, they call the agent, and then the agent's going to call him bitch and this and that. And part of my French, I'm sorry, uh, but. I did, I did a show in Indianapolis the other night, and it was solid at best. I thought it was just fine. And uh, it was a big corporate show. We'll not mention the client, but it was huge. And they kind of stared at me. And they laughed in the appropriate places, but it wasn't big laughter. But, you know, the average age was probably 65 years old. And uh, and so, anyway, I, I did the show on the way. Uh, I, I live in Louisville, so I, I didn't stay in the hotel they gave me. I just drove home. And... Uh, and I, I called the agent and I said, hey, uh, left him a voicemail. The show was fine. You know, I didn't get a standing ovation. I figured I had like eight out of ten shows I can pull off a standing ovation. And I've been doing it for long enough that I, I just know how to do it now. And uh, 
I said, I didn't get a standing go or nothing. You know, they were fine. They were fine. I was trying to caveat it. And he called, like, dude, dude, what, your voicemail it has me worried. What, what happened? Something happened. Oh, no, no. It was, it was okay. It was okay. And, he, and I said, I said, just not, you know, it wasn't the 10 that I like to, to deliver. And I said, he said, was it a five? I said, I said, no, no, no. I mean, it was a seven or, I don't know, seven, eight, maybe. I don't know. And about 20 minutes later, he sent me an email. The client sent him and said, thank you so much for getting us Tom Mabe. The best entertainment we've had since we started doing these uh, these conventions, and uh, we've already we want him for a couple more things. He was easy to work with. He was nice. It was all around great guy. So either they felt sorry for me because that's how warped my mind is. No, they didn't feel sorry for me, but they really enjoyed it. And corporate shows, you do the clubs for love, and you do the corporate for cash. And I think that's you know you just have to when you do these corporate shows that hey it's uh. Uh, you're not going to get the reaction that you're going to get. So uh, I was in Nashville last week. Uh, I used to do music for a living. That's what I did for a living. Before I got into comedy, I did music. And I was doing a, a project for a client, an uh, advertising client. And I was supposed to have a meeting. The meeting canceled. So I called my buddy Scott Hendricks. Scott Hendricks, you know, responsible for Brooks and Dunn, Faith Hill, uh, you know, Reba, you know, uh, Blake Shelton, a lot of big names, and I, I texted Scott. I said, hey, long shot. I know you're busy. My session's over with, and I have nothing to do. You want to grab a sandwich? And he texted me right back. He said, come over to Ocean Way Studio on Music Row. I'm mixing Blake. He wants to meet you. So I got to go hang out with Blake Shelton. I'm a huge Blake Shelton fan. And uh, and I got there, and it was weird because you know, Blake had all my stuff on his iPhone, on his cell phone, and a great guy. And I, and I, I stayed about you know, three hours behind his new single, uh, boys around here, oh my gosh, comes out next summer. Um, just, it's going to be incredible, the single. It's going to be the hit off the CD. And they were also recording his Christmas record in June. They had a Christmas tree in Ocean Way. They had lights over the mic stand, and every, it was pretty pretty wild. Uh, but uh, that was going, I got a text from Scott saying, hey, uh, just so you know, he's a bigger fan of yours than you are of his. I'm like, yeah, but I don't think he's concerned about having a slow summer in his telephone bill like I am. So. I'm teasing. So, all right. Uh, last week we featured. Uh, I'm starting this segment on the podcast here. I have a lot of friends who are comedians who have lost their lives who uh, to cancer recently. Um, you know, Ron Shock, uh, John Fox, the name of a couple. And uh, last week I uh, featured a, a something from Ron Shock, and I got tons of emails from folks. And uh, so, and I want to play a prank in a minute, one of my calls. But let's take a listen uh, to. Uh, so I think every week I'm going to do a, um, a segment in my podcast called Die Laughing and feature one of my buddies who have lost their lives or just any great comic who's no longer with us. So here's a second segment of a second edition of Die Laughing, and this is Ron Shock. Check it out. I've driven America. I, I like to drive and I don't like to fly. You know, you drive America, you see things. I mean, Americans are salespeople. We like to sell things alongside the road. You ever notice that? You build a road, we'll turn it into a drive-through flea market out there. <laughs> Give us some time, we're going to sell some shit. <laughs> sell everything. Fruit and vegetables for sale alongside the road. Antiques for sale alongside the road. Velvet paintings of Elvis for sale along. Velvet paintings of Jesus. Sometimes Elvis and Jesus together. <laughs> Sometimes they're joined by Willie Nelson. Uh, <laughs> the Holy Trinity and certain <laughs> obscure cults in the hills of Tennessee. 
all through the south you got explosives for sale alongside the road in case you just got to blow something up <laughs> are we at war with somebody bubba bubba i don't think bubba bob i don't think we are well goddammit, let's blow something up anyway Oddest thing I ever saw, saw a guy in Texas built a stand alongside a freeway in the middle of nowhere selling van seats. Seats for a van. Nothing else in the middle of nowhere. I thought, who in the hell is buying van seats in the middle of nowhere? I mean, is this an impulse buy that I don't know about? Is it someone driving the freeway that goes, you know, Myrtle, driving this here van, standing up. Getting to be goddamn uncomfortable. I, I like the van, I like the van. I'm not saying that. And if I had something to sit down on. Look, look at this, Merle, look at this one. I gotta ship the <laughs> There was another tagline to it, but I can't follow that, so I'll... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was in the audience. I uh, I hear me, Wah! that was me. Uh, Ron Schock was in Louisville when he recorded that. And wow, what a, uh, I'm, I'm really going to miss that guy. And you know what? If you want to help his family out, ronshock.com. Check his website out, ronshock.com. He left behind a wife who has some, uh, I'm sure could use uh, a few CD cells. So do me a favor, check out ronshock.com. And... Uh, buy some of his product. That'd be wonderful. So anywho, um, I've been digging in the vault, trying to find some calls that I have not played for you guys. And uh, I think I found a good one. You know, I just, if, if someone's asking me the other day, why, why are you, how did you get doing the, the, the telemarketing prank thing again? It, it, it's so, when I was down in Nashville, you know, it was funny, you know, Scott Hendricks, you know, I told you, you know, I was, he's a friend of mine now. When my manager at the time told me, which my manager was a buddy of mine, he he wrote jingles as well. He wrote music for advertising and you know TV and radio spots, and uh, he's just a good business guy. So hey man, you want to be my manager? People are liking his telemarketing stuff, and he calls. He says, "Mapster, I got you a meeting with Scott Hendricks." And you got to realize, I'm a songwriter. I'm a you know I I'm a musician, a studio player. I've done all that, and and Scott Hendricks is the Jesus of Nashville. You know. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to meet Scott Hendricks. And it had nothing to do with uh, with, with music. It was just comedy. And, and comedy for me was a fluke. Yeah, I was class clown, and I've done some fun stuff and some really fun advertising you know, 25 years ago, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, but I never, I, I never thought I would have a record deal on Virgin Records and Capital and, and – uh, you know, Ahmed Erdogan gave me a deal, my first deal, and I kind of, ah, that's another podcast. That's a whole story I don't want to get into right now. But uh, uh, the, uh, that was Atlantic Records. But uh, so this is going to come off uh, one of the CDs that I did for Scott at Virgin Nashville. So here we go. I'll explain the, uh, the call afterwards. 
Hello? Hello, I'm Teresa Simmons calling from Research Corporation, uh -huh. a public opinion research firm. Yes. We're conducting a survey with a random sample of adults about their interest in working for various large employers in the Louisville, Kentucky area. Uh -huh. <laughs> and our research experts have randomly selected female adult, if there is one living in this house, 18 or older. Uh, you need a female 18 or over? Well, yeah, if there is one. Okay, hold on one second, okay? Okay, uh-huh. Honey? Telephone. Oh. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. how can I help you? Where is she? I'm sorry? <laughs> okay, if there's no female adults... Well, but this is Melanie. This is uh, Tom's wife. I'd like to interview the male adults. <laughs> oh, fool, he's, he's, he's in the garage right now. Can I, this is his wife. Can I help you? Uh, no. No, I'd like to interview the male adult. Oh, oh hold on okay. a second. Let me okay. get him, all right? Okay. <clears throat> yes, hello. Um, for this study, we are only interviewing high school graduates. Do you have a high school diploma? Yes, do. And before we continue, I need to tell you that our supervisors periodically monitor these interviews to ensure quality and courtesy. Do you currently have a paid job? Oh, yeah. And are I'm you a porn star. <laughs> That's funny. I'm surprised I haven't met up with you, because I'm a porn star, too. Oh, you really? Yeah. What movies have you appeared in? All of them. Yeah, I'm kind of confused about being a porn star. I don't know who to sleep with to get a promotion. <laughs> you ever had that problem? Oh, absolutely. They're like, hey, hey, Bob, there's an opening in Sylvia. <laughs> so, uh, do you ever do any freelance porn filmmaking? Uh-huh. Really? Uh-huh. Well, hey, uh, I got a new camera. Maybe we could try it out one day, you know, just just nine of us. Okay, I'll give you a call. Would you really? Uh-huh. I'm in the process of doing it right now. Are you really doing a porn right now? Mm-hmm. Are you a good-looking girl? Oh, uh, yeah. Of course. Why else would I do it? Wow. I'll call you, okay? I'll be a stunt double for you. All right. All right, then. Okay. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Hi, this is Dr. Thomas Mabe. I'm trying to get a hold of an employee of yours, Teresa Murphy. Oh, hi. She won't be in until 1 o'clock. Okay. Doctor, do you have her home number? Uh, no, I do not have it on me. That's why I'm calling her work. Okay, so let me, I can give it to you. Okay, thank you so okay, much. Okay, so let's hold on. One second. There we go. Okay. And her number is 563. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Katie. Bye-bye. Teresa, this is uh, Tom Wrightson. I'm calling from the Research Corporation. Yeah. I work in the Quality Control uh, Department. We had monitored a call that you had a couple weeks ago uh, where you were claiming to be in the porn industry. And the company has a problem with that because the name is representing you with the porn industry. We can't have that. I don't remember saying that. Well, we have it on tape. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to... We're going to ask you to, not to come into work and we'll mail you your check. My God. You're serious, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, bye. Uh, okay, bye. All right, the, um, I did call her back. And uh, her name was Teresa M. I won't tell your last name. Uh, I looked up Field Research Company, and uh, she when they first called, I edited that part out. She said she was calling from... 
uh, Field Research in San Francisco, California. And I don't think they're in, around anymore. But uh, she really wanted, was interested in making porns and uh, pornos. And uh, and she told me when I called her back, she said, you know, I was going to quit the job anyway. I, I hate the job. So it was just a temporary job. So everyone asked, you know, how <laughs> – how could you do that? How could you fire someone? No, no, I'm not that much of a wiener head. I called her. Uh, the other thing, too, uh, I was so excited about is when I, I did call back and I posed as a doctor, and they, I remember, just, woo! I was so excited when that happened. So uh, it may not be the best call, but it's uh, definitely one that I'm very proud of because, you know, you always got to push yourself to that next level. You got to go, what else can I do? I mean, I got to put them up against the ropes, man. Put them up against the ropes. So, guys, I love you. I'm going to pack up. And, uh, hey, real quick, uh, please, please go to my YouTube channel, Mabe in America. That's one word, Mabe, M-A-B-E, in America. Mabe in America on YouTube. Subscribe. You got to check out the most recent video I've done. And thanks for listening and subscribe to the podcast too. And, uh, and yeah, and check out Ron Shock stuff, man. I'm, I'm uh, holding my heart for uh, losing him. And uh, check out ronshock.com. All right, guys. See you next time. Bye. Wow, wow, wow. Louisville, Kentucky. On a Saturday night, sold out show. Goddamn, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I like Louisville, Kentucky. I do. I like Louisville. I've been coming here for years. I like Louisville, Kentucky. This is a good gig, all right? It's a good gig. And I've, I've played every shit gig in America. I know the difference, all right? I played Duluth, Minnesota in January. Duluth's a real tourist mecca in January. Put it on your next winter vacation plans, brothers and sisters. 39 degrees below, below, below zero. That is ball shrinking cold, my friends. You, you don't fart at 39 degrees below zero. You ain't letting any hot air out, all right? That's, that's, that's cold not cool or chilly or a little bit on the nippy side. Ball shrinking. It's not a vulgar expression. It's a literal statement of fact. 39 below, a man's balls will shrink out about this big around. Little bitty pellet balls. Then suck up inside his body. This is because balls are the smartest part of a man. He gets cold or he gets in a fight, they're out of there. Ain't dangling around for this. We listen to our balls, we live at peace in a warm climate. Be here. Played in Des Moines, Iowa. You ever want to get away from it all? I mean, get away from it all. All of it. 
every little bit of it. Go to Des Moines, Iowa, cause it ain't got there yet. The place is so dull, when I was there, I was it. People would see me coming, they'd go, here it comes. And then I left. I said, there it goes. I've driven across Nebraska at night in the middle of a snowstorm. It's the most scenic way to see the state is at night, middle of a snowstorm. AAA recommends it this way. During the day where you can get a look at it, Nebraska will suck the soul out of you. I saw their tree. You people need to travel more or listen better. I have one fucking trip. And it's a state park. They have signs on the freeway, tree. People come from all over Nebraska, stand in awe at that trip. God damn. God damn. Played one-nighters in the state of Mississippi, the intellectual capital of America. Those people are stupid and proud of it. Is that right? We're stupid? Goddamn straight we're stupid. Hey, buddy, we put the R in stupid. Town in Mississippi called West Mississippi. It's in the north central part of the state. Honest to God. It's in Oxford, Mississippi. A guy came up to me and he said, I'd like for you to make my wife and sister. And there was one woman standing there. It's a lot of inbreeding in Mississippi. A lot of inbreeding. It's because people from other states won't fuck those people. Would you? I rest my case. Getting revenge is sweet. Oh, what's that? How many telemarketers are the sick kick your ass? <laughs>